0: This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and get rolling. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the Job Stories Podcast. So the way we get it started for every guest, do you mind to just introduce yourself briefly? Um, Who are you and what do you do for work currently? What's your job now?
1: Sure. My name is Brendan Cam. Uh I am uh first and foremost, I guess a father of three children mm. and a uh, husband to a beautiful wife. And mm. for work, I am the co-founder and CEO of Thanks, which is uh T H N K S but pronounced like, you know, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I wanna touch on the family thing first. <laughs> Is that a priority for you running the business you run now? Like, like I mean, the, the, the phrase now is work-life balance, right? But like, yeah. share your thoughts on that a little bit. I've got a five-year-old daughter myself. My brother's our co-founder. He has oh. four young kids. That is yeah. something that's always on our mind. So we'll talk about that a
1: little bit. Yeah, I found, um, I think work-life balance is a little bit of a misnomer. I don't mm-hmm. find that really possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's work-life integration, um, which to me means, you know, Okay, it's you know noon on a Wednesday and my son has a, a school play in his preschool. I'm going to it, right? I will carve that time out of my day. But it also means, you know, it might be nine o'clock at night. And instead of, you know, sitting down with my wife to watch a show, I might be in the in the bedroom, you know, typing away and catching up on whatever I missed during the day. So it's that that balance piece needs to be more of an integration piece, right? It's, I think I tried early on where you do the like, well, work has to stop at six and then it's family time, and it's like, it doesn't work that way. That's just not how modern life is. Uh, but to your point, it is priority, right? And we can get into sort of why we moved the business to, to Tennessee from New York. And there's a number of reasons. But one of the ones for me on a personal level was the ability to, you know, coach football and go to the dance recital and do those things. That was really hard in, in a place like New York City with commute times and um, all that goes into that. So it's certainly a priority. And, I, you know, without their support, there is no thanks. So uh, they have to come first.
0: That's so great. Yeah, The you're the second person that I've heard talk about that concept about kind of like, maybe like having a deeper thought than just the word work-life balance. Derek Brown is a CEO in Nashville and he talks about that too. And I appreciate y'all saying that because you're so right. Like maybe there's days that you, your example was perfect. I don't need to make up a new one, but like maybe in the middle of the day, I'm doing something with the family, but maybe later at night, I'm catching up on work. So I really appreciate that sentiment.
1: Yeah, it happens. And you got to be on top of it. I think one Benefit I have, you know, a lot of what we build thanks around is this virtue of gratitude, right? And that's a value that obviously means a lot to me. That's why I do this for work, but means a lot on a personal level. And so I can also sort of integrate the kids and things into the business just by talking about, you know, when they ask me what I do, I kind of lean into the side of, well, it's about gratitude and relationships. And mm-hmm. this is something you need to be building with, you know, your schoolmates and your teammates and your sports and all that. Um, so it's kind of a nice way to, to be able to, you know, bring the family in and explain what I do without getting into, you know, spreadsheets and revenue and things like that.
0: Yeah. That's so good. So the gratitude word is important to you. What, where did that come about in your story that kind of backs itself up to today? How did that happen for you?
1: So it's certainly, you know, from the beginning I was raised, I think like a lot of people with, you know, write your thank you notes, you need to be grateful, Hmm. um, even the cliche, you know starving kids halfway around the world you need to finish your dinner right like mm-hmm. it starts with those things with your parents i think mm-hmm. but as you get into the business world it it just felt like that got separated right everything every relationship became very transactional and um i would have so i started my career in advertising uh, media planning specifically and so i was sort of in charge of these big brands and where they were going to put their advertisements and so i'd have you know, people from different media outlets coming, and they bring their swag and their notebooks, and you get to go to games and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but the ones that really resonated and the relationships I still have today were not the people who came with stuff um, or you know brought me to the fancy dinner. It was the ones that took took the minute to kind of care, right? Who talked to me when we didn't have a deal or something they needed, um, and we just kind of built a real relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Even in a business context, a best friends relationship, but there's sales reps I had from 20 years ago who I still am in contact with, mm-hmm. right? They have, they have no thing to sell me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it that really struck a chord with me. And it, it's sort of how I grew up, you know, before I did this, I was in sales and, and client service roles. And I'm not the slickest sales guy in the world. Um, but I think I am pretty good at building a rapport because I'm a genuinely curious person. I truly am grateful for the opportunities I think I've been given and, and placed in front of me. So um, you know, I kind of realized like, well, that's, that's what drives me forward. And that's, what's actually helping me build my career. Mm. Um, but I don't see it as much as I feel like I should. And that mm. was a lot of the Genesis. Types. That's
0: so good. Yeah. I, I, we're a lot alike, I think in some ways, cause that's how I feel. I feel really insecure sometimes like running a business. Cause it's like up to this point in my career, the only thing I feel like I'm halfway decent at is like just building relationships with people. I just, I genuinely, I do love people. That, that is yes. just something that's been in me. And like, however that translates into generating revenue for the company, fine. But like, right. but I, there's also a, a role in businesses for that. Like, Hey, you got to have like sales things, but that's not never been like the first thing for me. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause I always feel really insecure about like these natural things that I love, but like, and having them be something to run the business. So is that, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because there's people who it comes natural to, right? And those are the people who find that they carry these relationships throughout their career. And that's really valuable, right? So people who it doesn't come naturally to, they tend to get a little more transactional and in a sales capacity, a lot of times you see people really thinking about, well, I got to hit my quarterly number. I got to hit my annual goal. And of course you do, right? That's that's your job. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you reframe that instead of like, how do I get this deal across the line? And more, you know, you talk about consultative sales approach, all these things, but really that comes down to build a relationship, understand their needs. And now you've got someone who, you know, 10 years from now, again, you may be selling to again or working with or going to for a job reference. Right. And so Mm. there's just so much more you can do by building relationships. And we find that even in our customers, you know, there'll be the top 10% or so of salespeople who naturally understand how to use a, a platform like thanks because that's who they are. They're like, Oh, cool. This makes my life easier and something I already do. And what we really want to focus on is, How do we get that next set of people who are maybe a little less confident with this it doesn't come naturally like how can we sort of help educate them and empower them to like use this as a thing to help grow their career you know don't just think in terms of i need a thing i mean there's services out there that'll let you send like 500 bose headphones in exchange for getting a meeting and we're like no 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 Mm. it's just not you know yeah you got the meeting but you're you're being very short-sighted when you Mm. think like that right Mm. it's about that relationship and then it'll come, right? That The meeting, the the close, that stuff will come naturally if you actually just build the relationship.
0: Oh, that's really good. I do want to touch on it. You mentioned it earlier, but uh, moving the company to Nashville. I love shouting out Nashville founders. We don't just have Nashville businesses on this podcast, but I do love to highlight them when we do. So talk about that journey to Nashville, the why, and what it's been like so far.
1: Yeah, so we uh, had started the business in New York City. Um, we were uh, sort of incubated within our, our lead investor uh, myself, my co my founder is uh, Larry Rubin, and Larry and I had started the business. It was February 1st, 2016. And about eight months later, we had our first sort of investment round and we moved in with one of our investors. Beautiful office space right on on Central Park. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's New York, so you're just jammed into a very small space, mm-hmm. uh, but it had that great startup vibe. And we eventually started to outgrow it. You know, we had space for like 10 seats and we were at 12 people, and a couple people shared a seat. And we're like, all right, it's time, right? We should, uh, We should move and and we're going to be on our own and have to pay for space and all this stuff now. So um, we should go south because it'll um, be a little more cost efficient. But when you're in New York City and you say we should go south, it means we should go to like 14th Street, right? Instead of 55th. Mm. Uh, And so that was actually how the conversation started. We'll move downtown, we'll save on the square footage. Um, But then we got into this conversation and it was like, well, is that really like, is that who we are? Is this where we should be? And Mm. and Larry grew up his whole life Queens. I'm a Northern New Jersey guy. So like, it's not, it had never occurred to us to go somewhere else. Right. But big thing with our business is our values. As you can imagine, it's not quite a mission-based business, but it is on some level. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we took stock of that and it's, uh, well, we want to be, you know, thoughtful and hospitable and relationships and all these things that like, man, New York's a lot of great things, but it's not necessarily those things, right. It's hustle and bustle and go Mm -hmm. and aggressive and what you think of in New York. Mm. Um, and so we started, honestly, we looked around uh, and we looked at a few places and it, it, long story short came down to Nashville and Charleston, um, but the energy of Nashville, the community they're building here, right? Uh, you and I were talking even before we went on air here about the, the Tech Entrepreneur Center and like, there's real community here, there's real relationship building mm. and that's what we wanted to do. So ultimately this was the right choice for us. Um, so all the folks who were in New York actually moved here with us, mm. um, you know, on a personal level. It's more Mm -hmm. economically efficient, both for the company, but also for the individuals. Mm -hmm. Uh, You start taking taxes and commuting and cost of living into account. It was like a 30 to 40% raise overnight, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, on an individual level for me, again, my family being closer to them, you know, in the summer, my kids will come to the office and, uh, you know, have lunch with me. Like that wasn't happening in New York, right? That's a, that's a $80 activity because you got to park the car and get over the bridge and things. So all those things kind of played in, um, but ultimately we were looking for a place where we could be part of something and not just, uh, you know, this huge ecosystem where you don't really have any real relationships. It's just startup New York and there's thousands of of people doing it here. You know, there's, I feel like I know everyone, you know, and I get that. And you you really do get that sense of community and that's super important to us.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I, I relate a ton, not in terms of we moved the business here, but our family moved here from Los Angeles. I'm originally from Arkansas, so i'd already i'd been in the south by the way i love the the sentiment of like hey we're heading south it's just like, y'all like headed way south <laughs> right, right. that's pretty it great you know, yeah. And it kind of <laughs> yeah that's pretty great uh but move from los angeles and i share the same opinion as you in terms of just like the community building here um mm-hmm. like i told you uh the the uh before we started but um i told a friend of our uh friend of mine like hey we're gonna um start a business, and that was his first bit of advice was, well, go to the Entrepreneur Center now. Um, and just the, the, the community-building aspect of Nashville has been fantastic. Uh, it's, it's something here, and I want you to touch on this too, but I'll, I've told this story before, but my wife's in music. We moved here from, uh, like I said, Los Angeles, but prior to us moving here, she had met some Nashville musicians in L.A. and told them, hey, we're actually about to move to Nashville. And one of the guys in the band just like looked at her real, like just kind of just so calmly, just kind of smiley. goes, the water's warm. And that's all he said. And so <laughs> it's just funny that now five years, six years later, I'm like, he was right. Cause it's very warm here. Has that been the yeah. case for y'all?
1: Yeah, totally. It's so welcoming. Um, and uh, you know, it does align. Like those values aren't just something that people say mm-hmm. they truly sort of live them here. Um, and we've found that really to be the case. And it's just been such a warm welcome. And, introductions and and just being able to meet folks has been like, it's an open door, right? It's not a fight to be like, hey, I just want to tell you about what I do. Um, and so, you know, we work with tons of companies in the area and, and continue to grow the business here. Um, you know, it's an international business, but like, we're able to kind of really own our backyard because folks are, are willing to listen and they appreciate the value of gratitude.
0: Yeah, that's so great. So um, I always like to touch on this particular topic with our guests. Um, have you had any mentors or do you currently have mentors? Or are you mentoring anybody? Do you mind to like kind of talk through that, what that's been like in your life?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it's super important, right? You can't go it on your own. Um, or I guess you could, but why would you, right? Mm-hmm. Why not take advantage of the knowledge and the things out there? And there's multiple ways to gain that knowledge, right? You, you can obviously read books and do research. and But man, there's nothing like having someone to really just talk to and bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had them at every stage of, of my life. Um, I go back to actually, I, I just gave a little internal speech uh, to my folks here that was basically me reproducing my high school basketball coach, mm. right? And it was like, don't complain, don't explain, you just need to get better, move forward, right? And I'm like, mm. that attitude stuck with me. And I look back and I'm like, man, he had a really outsized impact on me. And that's a very long time ago, mm. you know, that I was playing high school basketball. Um, and then as I moved through, you know, you've got the people in your career and, and sort of in your personal life. There was a, a CEO of a company I worked at for a long time called Orion Trading. Um, really fascinating business. It was media barter. So I would take uh, basically distressed assets from companies and trade them for media time. Hmm. Uh, so, for example, I was taking like old airplanes from American Airlines, and I'd have to find a way to scrap them for, you know, 10 cents a pound in aluminum. And then I would uh, take that from American Airlines and give them these credits towards their advertising, just really cool stuff. Hmm. The guy who had started that business and really was one of the founders of that industry Um man, what an impact he had on me in terms of how I try to run a business now, like mm. empathy he had folks on the team while still driving and being like, you know, we are a business, we need to get things done, but you're also humans, right? Mm. And that feels like, of course, that's how people operate today, but it wasn't really the case necessarily 20 years ago in my, early in my career, right? Sure. Uh, it felt a little more like maybe we were just a, a number on a spreadsheet at a big company. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, He had a really big impact on me and how I operate as well. Um, I have an older brother who I call probably three times a week with questions, concerns, complaints. Um, He's always great and willing to listen and sort of guide. Um, And that's nice to have a mentor who's also like, I mean, he knows me better than anybody in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, when I think of a mentor, I think it's important to have sort of multiple. Um, There's different aspects, different things in your life that it's important to have people you can go to and ask and, and trust their answers, right? Because we I mean, have to implement what they say, but you should trust that. Um, on the flip side, I've never thought of myself as a mentor to anyone. But it's interesting because I've had a couple people who you know, have worked here or done an internship or I've worked with and they're like, they've mentioned that they view me as a mentor, right? So it's, it's. I think sometimes people think of it almost like, again, like transactional, like, will you be my mentor? Sure, I'm your mentor. But it's not typically how it works, right? Like if I go back to, to Brian McMahon, who I was mentioning as the CEO, I don't know if you asked him that he would think he was a mentor of mine, but I think of him completely like that. Okay. Mm, right? mm. um, so I think sometimes it, it doesn't have to be this like formal thing. It's something you, you kind of just know and own internally. Like this is a person that I really respect and, and want to you know learn from.
0: Yeah. You know, this is going to be more of a thought than a question. And, um, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll talk this out loud, but my dad is a former, um, coach basketball coach and then athletic director for the majority of his career. And he's retired now, but he does send out leadership emails. And I um, mean, he had one recently that to, to former coaches is who he sends it to. So it's mostly sports based, but um he, it was about influence and how honor, like, cause coaches, right? Like you're in high school, like you got, a couple of years, uh, three seasons with a player, right? Really, sophomore, junior, senior year. So it's just a short window of influence that you really have. And then that carries over, right? Even running a business, like we have employees come and go or or interactions just in general. But like honoring this idea that like we do have short windows with people all, when it's all said and done. And And I think that's maybe speaking more to what you're talking about. It's not like some formal mentorship thing, but your former boss, he – Sounds like he honored. He's like, I've I've got Brendan for a little while. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna impact them and and yeah. whatever you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And to your point of teams, right? Like when you go through something together, it's a more impactful couple years, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I actually ended up playing basketball in college. Mm-hmm. And my best friends in the world are the guys I, I played with on that team, right? And again, you know, we played for four years together and 20 years later, um, we're still best friends. We go on family vacations together, like we just went through a thing together. And that's kind of the best way to build a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You need some trials and tribulations. Um, and that's how you end up connected. And actually the sports thing means a lot to me, obviously a big part of my whole life, but you know, I've got two former professional basketball players who are on my sales team here. Uh, yeah. D1 lacrosse player on our account team. Like we, you know, it's not like I hire exclusively athletes, but man, that goes a long way with me. Cause it mm-hmm. tells you a little bit something about your ability to build relationships, work in a team, Um, you know, do those things that are so important to a successful business.
0: Mm. That's so good. So there's a CEO in town, or no, I'm sorry, CIO in town. He's the chief information officer over at Evidence Care. His name's Kyle Duke. He and I had coffee not too long ago, and we talked about that concept, about, because he played football growing up, but, like, he really does, like, he likes to kind of, like, lean on when they're kind of in the hiring process, lean on some talent that has a sports background. And I think it's this concept of, like, even managing failure like like in sports, like you have no choice if you get your tail kicked one night, you got to learn from it and we're back at practice the next day. It's yeah, that yeah. kind of that grit kind of thing. I don't know you maybe have found that same thing true.
1: No, it's totally true. I'll tell you a quick story. I, my first interview at my first sort of media planning job at a big agency in New York and I had to go through you know the five or six people and it was one of the higher ups and I'm talking she's looking at my resume and goes, you know oh you played, you played basketball at Johns Hopkins. Said so, yeah, yeah, you know, basically the only thing on my resume at that point, right? Mm-hmm, so I'm leaning. Mm-hmm. She just goes, stand up for me. So I stand up, and I'm not a big guy, right? I'm I'm five foot nine, like you know, I'm gonna tell you what I weigh, but I'm not a big <laughs> guy. Uh, and she and this would be so probably inappropriate today. But she just looked me up and down and goes, Man, you must have worked hard. Oh and I, and I was like, you know, I didn't think of that, and I did, and I had to because I was you know, I'm a foot shorter than all my friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was interesting, like that was how she viewed it, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. And like, I do think it's a big reason she ended up you know, recommending me and, and I ended up getting the job. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't have thought of that. But like, yeah, sure. You can make that assumption. I'm it's... down for it. <laughs> I'll allow but it. People yeah. understand that, like, you know, it is, it's hard work no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and to do that. And especially, you know, I played D3 hoops. That means, you know, it was four degrees on a January day. Everybody else is on winter break and I'm playing in some gym in front of seven people in Pennsylvania. And like, you got to really love a thing to do that, right? Yeah, like nice. that. That through sometimes too. And that's the kind of thing I, you know, I just really appreciate in people.
0: That's awesome. Um, gosh, I, I really like you. <laughs> we just met, I was like, we're just so similar. I'm doing uh, too. We're going to have to get coffee sometime in town, but I do yeah, want okay. you to mention kind of to close us out. Um, this can be a shout out for thanks. It can be for you personally, whatever you, however you want to answer this, but like, or it could be both, what are you are excited about? What's kind of exciting you coming up? Looking under the rest of twenty twenty three, what's what's on your mind that excites you?
1: Yeah, it's uh, we've been talking a lot about. Obviously, everyone's very concerned with: uh, is there going to be a recession? There's all these layoffs. There's all these things. Um, and so we've been talking a lot. And you know, thanks to the product itself, uh, I know we didn't you know talk too much about it. But like, it's about these small gestures that you can do, right? Like, oh man, I'm grateful for your business. I can send you a cup of coffee over email, right? Or uh, it's raining out today, I can send you an Uber ride. Hey, I know you got to commute today, you know, it's on me. Um, these kind of little things that don't cost a lot of money and are focused on, you know, building a rapport and a relationship. And so in some ways, I'm, I'm kind of excited that, uh, you know, when there was a lot of money flying around, it was very easy for people to just, I've got all these resources and I can do all these things and I can go to fly across the country and go to dinner and a lot of that's getting tightened up. Um, I'm actually excited for people to get back to the basics a little bit and be like, yeah, man, I, I'm gonna have that budget. So maybe I'm just gonna buy someone a cup of coffee. Just like you said, mm. we're gonna go coffee or I'm gonna write a thank you note. Like these mm. things almost got lost mm. uh, and you get lost when you almost have like too much resource, right? And mm. I got all these tools and things. And I think we're gonna be in a, in a situation where people have to get back to the like, man, what's what's the basics here? What am I really trying to accomplish? Um, so that's my kind of optimist view of, of looking ahead at 23 and things getting, people are talking about it getting more efficient and things like that. But to me, yeah, efficiency, but it's more like, well, first principles, right? Like, yeah. what is it ultimately I'm trying to do here and build and, and accomplish? Um, and when you come down to that, there's just going to be a few core things that really matter, right? It's not about the latest and greatest SaaS software I can use. Mm. It's about making a connection uh, and listening and just you know being there for someone. Um, yeah. So I think in a lot of ways that'll be really helpful and I'm kind of excited for it.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, I actually do want to so I'm moving on to something else too, because I do want to do a shout out for thanks. So ha- tell me like kind of how that, I, I know a little bit. So like, y'all, it's, um, you probably have a lot of salespeople that'll use it so I can sign up for a service and then y'all, yeah. y- you explain it. I don't want to mess it up.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And it's, um, we purposely made it like, it's not behind a paywall or anything. So you only pay for it as you use it. You know, basically if you're going to send the $5 cup of coffee, it'll cost you six bucks. Right. And it, mm-hmm. you see all that the little platform. Um, but what it is, is, is these small gestures, these, and we give you kind of the hints of like how to use it, when to use it. I mean, you could send someone like a bowl of chicken soup if they missed the meeting because they weren't feeling well. Right. And so these things that kind of, you can do the ROI analysis and, and all that, but yeah. I try to shy away from that. Like the ROI is there. You're only spending a couple of dollars. It's about that relationship. But what I found in my career was, um, people love to do the, the dinners or the big bottle of wine for the clothes and that's all good. You should definitely do that stuff but nobody likes to do the little things because all the like friction of doing it in a business context. So you've got compliance rules. You need to follow. you've got compliance rules. Your recipient needs to follow. What budget am I coming this from? How much am I allowed to spend? Right. My expense report, like I don't have to do 50 little entries for a $5 coffee. Right. So what we ended up building was this software that said, okay, on the back end, we'll take care of all that for you. Right. If your company signs up, they can set all the rules. And you just get to focus on your relationship as a salesperson, right? So you go in and you know, Hey, if I see him, thanks, I can send it. It won't let me go over budget. It won't let me go out of compliance. I can just focus on, man, what matters to Mason, right? Mm-hmm. How am I going to like show my appreciation to him? So that's really the intention, but ultimately it's just super easy to use. You, you log onto this platform. There's different kinds of categories and use cases you can go through. Um, and you find something. I, the other day I was on a, a zoom call with someone in are They were working from home and their dog just, the entire time. And I could tell they were like almost a little embarrassed. They kept apologizing. I'm like, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. But then after I like went right to thanks and I was able to send a, um, we have a bunch of stuff from like Petco and I sent, it was called a mini make Rover, which is like a makeover for your pet. Just get a haircut for the dog. Right. Mm. And look, I don't know if they'll ever use it or anything, but it was just like That's an awesome. acknowledgement of an inside joke. Right. And for 15 bucks, like hopefully they went and got the dog a shampoo or something, but it was more about that thought. Right. It wasn't about, I didn't need to send some big thing. In fact, it would have been inappropriate to send a big thing. since we had just met um, and so that's what thanks is trying to solve.
0: really that, That's so that's really really cool. I love it because I, I mean, I've done that. I've gone to like Starbucks and purchased a gift card and then mailed that, but y'all make that process way sim- more. you know what I'm saying? I mean, way yeah, easier.
1: that way you can do it in real time. And uh, you know, you can do things like see when it's opened, when it's redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make it so, like, instead of just a gift card, we can tie it to items. So you can send someone a our most popular thing is actually called a thanks a latte, right? So it's a little cute pun. Of, yeah, yeah. I just, you taking the time but it's a brownie and a, and a large coffee from starbucks right and it yeah. costs like seven dollars or whatever um but it comes and it, it'll say you know mason has sent you a thanks a latte and and then you get to write a nice personal note and hmm. um just you know makes it a little more personal
0: that's awesome that's awesome well we're cheering you on thank you for coming on this today and uh, i'll follow up with you later on because i'd love to I'll, we'll do coffee in, in
1: real life so yeah good
0: yeah thanks Brent. appreciate your time this has been awesome
1: Thank you, Mason. Awesome. Talk you. Have a great day.
0: See ya.